Welcome to another episode of Four Quarters Podcast. This time, we got the Bronx's own Dondre Green coming all the way to Brooklyn to talk about the Knicks. Everything about the Knicks. Keep it locked. Four Quarters. This is going to be a special episode because we're just really going to talk about the Knicks. And that's our favorite team, right? You're a Knicks fan, right? Knicks stand, baby. So when you say you're a Knicks stand, what do you exactly mean by that? I mean, it's... I researched the Knicks. Uh, it's probably like one of my top Google searches uh, when I wake up in the morning, checking out what's going on with them. So when you're researching them lately, on a scale of 1 to 10, how depressed are you? Surprisingly, there isn't too many headlines outside of like the Ennis Cantor feud, if you want to call it that, with uh, David Fitzdale. There hasn't been too much going on, which is a rare for the Knicks. But yeah, it's it's been... Uh, interesting season. We just broke our what seventeen losing game losing streak with the help of our new point guard, right, Dennis Smith Jr. How do you feel about that? I mean, I heard the podcast where we talked about the trade, but how do you feel about Dennis Smith Jr.? Is he D- our future point guard? DSJ can be our guy if he's able to just accept the the heavy scrutiny that comes with being a New York player. I know that he's never been uh, in a big market team. This is his first, you know, his first go with that. He just has to be able to to not, you know, fold under that pressure or crack under the, the heavy spotlights. And what do you think Kyrie could bring hypothetically to the Knicks if he were to come over? I mean, I've been seeing a lot of different notes about a potential of Kyrie. And a lot of people have been kind of against it, saying that he's injury prone um, I don't think Kyrie would stay too long. I mean, look at Kyrie last year on the Celtics, how excited he was till now. Like, he's bitter. He doesn't like playing with the young people. And so that is something I'm concerned about. I think he's a great point guard, ball player, like superstar, arguably, right? He is. I just don't know if that's the foundation we should build on. I like the idea of Kemba Walker a Bronx native, New York City swagger. I think he could be a better all-around point guard for us. But hasn't a point guard been an issue for us for the last 10 years or so? So, like, when do we figure it out? When was our last good point guard? Honestly, I was thinking about this. I think it's a tie (laughs) between Raymond Felton and Jason Kidd. Oh, Raymond Felton? Raymond Felton and Jason Kidd. Oh, God. I'll go more with the Jason Kidd so I don't get screwed up too much. (laughs) But Raymond Felton, I want to say, what year was that? Before they did the massive trade with Gallinari. He was having a tremendous season with Jamal Crawford. Uh, I forget what year that was. That might have been 10. That might have been 10. Because came over and... Right, with Wilson Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... And they were chanting his name the other the other game. Really? We want Raymond Felton. That's yeah. horrible. So he's he's good. He's a talented. He was a talented point guard. I just think he's never been in tip top shape to handle like those things. I feel like he's just always out of shape. Like he looks like he's like a couple meals away from being like on a Jenny Craig like, weight loss oh, kind of program. He looks like man. a fat point guard. I've never oh. seen a fat point guard before. Some people don't really care about their condition. <laughs> you can see that in the game. Especially when you're an athlete, you should take it serious. David Fitzdale actually has, has told Dennis Smith Jr. he needs to be in better conditioning because he's going to be playing a lot more minutes. Mm. Um, I don't know, though. I like Dennis, but I don't know if he's 
the man or if he's like the best, a better backup? I mean, with the point guard situation, in this modern league, in this current league that we're in right now, how important is it to have a good point guard on your team? It's essential. I mean, I was just really excited to see how all these people gel around Porzingis because that was we're building the future, right? We're saying Porzingis comes back healthy next year, right? Before the stray went down, you'd have, you know, Frank Nilakina developed better and you'd have the potential of getting one other star or two other stars to build around this guy. So I like that idea. And then I remember leaving work and fellow Knicks fan is just like, ha, 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 they just traded for singers. And I'm always getting the Knicks news like that. Right. And I'm like, why? What? What did they do? And then you start seeing the stories. He went out. He had a meeting less than five minutes. And it was just... For me, like, I really thought Persingas was going to be here forever. Like, mm. he, he seemed like he embodied New York. There's places that have murals of him along, like, the greats, um, you know, <laughs> Bernard King. Like, he was supposed to be our next savior. Right. So to see him, like, kind of leave before it all had a chance to happen. I mean, David Fistel went to his country. Went to Latvia. Yeah, to spend the summer. Like, that's, like, kind of, like, that's, that shows you the importance they had and building the foundation with them. So I think that was a little just, just like a heartbreak. But after a while, I think it was like, if you didn't want to be here, that's fine. I think we have other pieces we can build off of. We got some first-round picks, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I think it really becomes a, a plan again, which I, we've been in for so many years. Sign an amazing pick. Signing an amazing free agent, which KD is supposedly coming. Mm-hmm. Um, sign two of them and hopefully we have a good season or good team to go with it you know but what's your thoughts on that game plan you know I don't even think we really have a game plan and I feel like that's as a Knicks fan it just that feels familiar it feels like things just continue to change change and you know we kind of bring that on ourselves a little bit because as Knicks fans a lot of Knicks fans are, are impatient you know, this is a city where it's like a win-first mentality because mm-hmm. it is such a huge platform, a huge stage. Mm-hmm. So I think within that, you know, it's really easy for an owner. I mean, if you want to call James Dolan an owner, um, for an owner to be like, okay, like, I can't think long term. I have to think now. Right. So a lot of his moves have been spontaneous. Right, right, you right. Know, and getting, on the now, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This, this move confuses me because... Uh, you know, we had a young guy that we've had for four years in, in KP. You know, we failed to put pieces around him. Mm-hmm. Now when you trade him away, you just got another new guy, another young guy that you have to worry about, you know, getting chemistry right with him, you know? And my whole thing is, I feel like in this development thing, one of our more important pieces, Neil Kina, hasn't properly had that time to shine. He's been kind of buried in the bench. Also, with all the guards that they've been playing, I know Fitz still has a certain way of teaching his players. I just want to see him give um, Nilakina a little more burn. Mm-hmm. Even if he messes up or losing, let him you know figure it out on his own. Play him, start him, instill some sort of confidence. Because that's what he's missing. But I'm also interested in seeing Dennis... And Frank in the backcourt. Like, what does that look like? Mm. You know, I think Frank's an awesome 
like defender, and that's something we need. We need great defense. You have DeAndre Jordan, which I think is one of the best uh, defensive big men in the league. Um, so we have pieces we can build around, but I thought with Porzingis there, even if we were foolishly to, not foolishly, but if we attempted to get someone, we striked out, we still have other great pieces to look at. Mitchell Robinson, mm-hmm. um, Alonzo Trier, which has kind of sizzled off lately yeah. since he got that contract. He's <laughs> <laughs> feeling himself. Um, I, I feel like there's also a contract uh, curse. Yeah. Once you get a big contract, if you don't perform up to it in like the first year, yeah. you're automatically getting shot because people want to free up cap room. Exactly. It's happened to Tim Hardaway. It's happened to so many players. Yeah. So unfortunately. but For me, it's yeah. just more so of trying to rebuild in the right going the right direction and trying to trying to get chemistry going and if you keep switching rosters which we haven't had a consistent roster in I can't even remember you know you can't build chemistry if you're going to keep interchanging guys because then you have to figure out what the culture of of the team is you know and I feel like we were building a hard-working young you know, upbeat culture around KP, who was a very positive influence on the locker room Mm. until I guess he started feeling himself and was like, yo, I'm out, you know, which is not totally his fault. They bring in David Fisdale. Okay. You got a younger coach. You got a coach that understands the culture, the younger guys in the league. Okay. That was a great move. Right. But then you you still kind of feel like things are being like puppeteered in a way from behind the scenes with, with James Dolan. I would also put some responsibility on Porzingis here. I wanted to see him take ownership of becoming that man of New York City. If Porzingis won, he, he'd be on that level of, like, the Jeters, like, celebrate amongst the greats. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the Knicks, we often have these players like Jeremy Lin, David Lee, which are not, they're not on... Porzingis' level and potential, mm-hmm. but once they reach that peak with New York, something happens and they go somewhere else. Like, why can't we retain the talent? The guy is getting paid. He's on the bench. Doesn't come to every game. Like, what could happen where you're like, I need to, like, I get me out of here. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe losing does mentally, like, mess with your psych. You're sitting down you see things differently, but... It is wild. I mean, a question I would ask you, though, is it's the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. You have two draft picks, two uh, max slots. Mm-hmm. If I can get a KD-Kyrie combination, that would be the best thing for me because, you know, you have a dynamic scorer, a score like arguably one of the best scorers in the league in KD, Right. Um, but he's shown he can't really do it alone. Um, you think he'd leave Golden State to come here? Absolutely. What I, I think he would. Yeah. What a what what's appealing? It's New York, man. <laughs> you you understand? Like it's a big market. Even though being on historically probably one of the best teams of all time, one of the best teams right. of all time, having the chance to win and win and win and win, like. He won already. He's nothing else to prove, right? He right. could just come over and be like, just like LeBron. And the LeBron, Lakers. Right. LeBron ain't that happy, you know. Are they in the playoffs? Uh, I not, mean, that's... They're that's not, but he's still, he's still a winner. Right, you're right. Yeah. He's still a winner. And still I think a winner. It becomes a thing of, like, the new challenge. Like, 
new market, he understands from even like a a marketing level, New York. Mm-hmm. Once you're the man, you're the man forever with the crown. Like exactly. you are the guy. So I get it. Like you said, like he he, he he's KD. He's going to be that person. I I think the chances are high that he comes. Mm-hmm. I think I like that other players, superstars, are like. I want to go there. Anthony Davis has said he he would prefer to be on the Knicks, in addition to a few other teams. So is that like who it. you is that who you would want if you if you could pick two guys, two if max player guys? I could pick two guys. I'm definitely taking KD for sure. I think he's KD is one of those players that can change the game, which we don't have. Like a, a game changer, you give him the ball, he can get you some buckets. Mm. We had that a little bit with Alonzo Trier with his ISO, but not as consistent, not as good as KD can do as far as scoring in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also get... I talked I talk to my colleague about this. I'm getting Kemba Walker. Kemba over I'm, Kyrie? I think I get... Kyrie's a little more injury-prone. Injury mm-hmm. I think he's great, but I don't know if he would want to stay here for, for a long time. So I don't know. I, I really like the options of, of what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie seems to be open to doing anything. Okay. He said he doesn't owe anyone. Beep. But, <laughs> you know, I do want to see what that summer ha- what happens. But I think it all depends on who we draft, too. Like, I don't know. Do you think Zion's going to be the real big deal? Before you showed up, I was watching Duke play uh, NC State. And I, I'm pretty sure they won. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Duke won. Yeah. A lot of those plays were massive, massive dunks from Zion. Like, just fast break. He's barreling down the court. He's either passing it or he's taking it all the way. Yeah. And this was... I haven't been really watching a lot of his games, but yeah. to see the pure physicality and, and the basketball IQ that he possesses, right. he's a monster. And They're I saying just, next LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron just commented today. He was just like, yo, I'm, you know, this... Uh, this kid is being compared to me. I think that's great. You know, he likes Zion a lot. Um, I don't remember exactly what he said about, about Zion, but they did speak on. He did speak on it. Um, huh. But I, I would, if we get Zion and pair him with a KD or a Kyrie or a Kemba, like you said, you think I we like could win chances. a chip? You think we could win a chip? We we win. I think we win. We 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 get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then we see what happens from there. <laughs> I feel like because it's not. So much anymore about talent. Like, it's about talent, but it's also about the chemistry and what gels. Look at the Clippers. Mm. They had some great, like, I think the 76ers kind of looks like the Clippers right now, to be honest. Like, yeah, they make a lot of great, like, they've been making a lot of great pickups and trades. They got a squad. They got, I think they're good, but... Can you make noise when it really needs to matter? Can Kyrie sustain an 82-game season? Mm-hmm. These are all questions that I think you look at for someone like KP2. Someone that's 7-6, those big men, they don't, they don't really they don't stay healthy. It's, right. it's, it's just, it doesn't happen. So can you build a foundation around this kid? Like, Zion. No, 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 KP. KP. Oh, you're talking about KP. Yeah. I thought we said, okay, yeah. How tall is Zion? Six? Zion's 6'7". Six, but he's like almost 300 pounds. He's built. Like he's very stocky. I, w- I would love to see us get Zion. But what do we do? I feel like I haven't heard anyone talk about what happens if we don't get Zion. 
Like, who do we get? Because I hear after five, it's like, it's, it's RJ Barrett or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He's good? Uh, I haven't really been, been looking at him, but there's, there's a, it's, it's pretty stacked. You know what I mean? So if we don't get Zion, we could get uh, a point guard. Yeah, we get a we get a guard. Uh, there's Ethan Happ, I think, from he's, Wisconsin. He's good. Uh, he's he last year he averaged well this year nineteen point two points points per game, ten rebounds, four assists. It's this kid. I mean, he's then there's Dedrick Lawson from Kansas. He's around. He's got the same stats almost. I mean, these three guys are, you know, top including pick. Zion, are they're top picks. You know what I'm saying? So, I want us to get Zion badly. Like, I want the, 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 the league to, like, alter, just to give us some luck. Like, we can't – I think someone said, like, big markets can't be bad for so long. It's not good for the economy. Like, when, when the markets are, like – the big markets are doing great. It's just it's just great for everyone. Lakers are doing good, or mm-hmm. trying to do good. New York is doing good. Brooklyn's doing like we. I feel like we're old our time now. Like we waited a while. You know, we had the All Star game here where Carmelo couldn't even like like do a fast break. Could barely make a layup. Yeah, that was bad. I, I think it's our time now. Um, I'm excited. I think I'm excited for the summer, but I'm also not into fool's gold. So same. I don't know what to expect. So you've you've been to a Knicks game this year, right? Yeah. Was this your first this year? Or? First in probably like two, three years. And what was the atmosphere like for you? Well, first, I got to say, the Knicks, I feel like their seats are getting smaller. You know, really? When you go there, you pay some, some good money for tickets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the seats feel like you're in the back of an economy plane. That's terrible. Um, so, yeah, I guess you have to go to row 100 to really be in the real experience. But that was kind of, like, a different experience. Yeah. Uh, but I guess they try to, like, fit as many people as they can. Um, what game was that? Who did they play when you went? I feel like they played Toronto. Played Toronto? It was a surprise. Yeah, they played Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost that game? They lost that game. They could have came back, but they lost that game. Interestingly enough, though, a lot of kids were wearing... They took Porzingis' jersey, put duct tape over it, uh-huh. and made it say Zion. Oh, so right that's the Z, just, <laughs> There's a lot of Zion hope. I think okay. Zion alone would 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 just make us so happy. I think Zion would is a player that could put a team on his back in Absolutely. a LeBron-esque fashion. Absolutely. Physically, he's able to... Just dunk on everybody. Absolutely. You know, I think mentally he welcomes the spotlight. Right. You know, being at Duke. Right. Uh, he's used to, uh, you know, getting questioned all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, being in headlines. He's actually been in headlines since he was in high school. Really? So, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know that. And it was a big deal that he chose Duke. You know? Oh, like, okay. he was just like, I'm going to Duke. And everybody's like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and then he, so. Where is he from? Does anyone know? I'm not sure. I gotta look. I gotta. I gotta look that up. But he, I, yeah, I like the idea of it. I mean, I just don't get too invested because yeah. you never know. But if we can like get him, and I, I just, if we got KD, like I wonder how it all gels. Like that's my biggest thing. You know, I don't want a team full of like. I don't know. Can New York be a team full of all stars that gets it right? I I really don't know. Um, 
I'm just happy the end cancer situation ended. Oh my I'm god! I'm glad to see other potential. He's in what, Portland now. Yeah, he got signed by Portland. I really like Porzingis with Robin Lopez that season. They had the, one of the best chemistries I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, cancer is still going to be a serviceable center. You know, the Knicks have great centers. We went through Miles Goff. I thought he was terrific. Uh, he was great. Yeah, we had this young. Jerome Jordan, who went to like the Pacers. Yeah, we get some good bigs, but we don't really retain them because we had Tyson. Remember, we had Tyson Chandler. For Tyson that Chandler was stretch. dope, but he's not. He's kind of like DeAndre DeAndre Jordan, where he doesn't really like. They don't really have a shot. Like, no, they they can't do anything in the paint. Like Zebo Zagranov could power forward, but he he can make you work and kill you off the paint. Yeah, Luke Cornett, another big great man that we have. Mm-hmm. Seven footer who kills it on threes. Yeah. I think when you have you in this league as a center now, in order to like really win, to space the floor, your big has to be shooting threes. Yeah. Like at least able to hit a mid range. Just to like keep the defense like working. If not, it's just it's too easy. What has made you stick with the Knicks for so long? I I think there's been a lot of weird coincidences that have had me think to myself like yo like the Knicks the Knicks are really dope so for one uh, over the summer I had the chance to like work with Damian Dotson on a on a private project uh, which is really cool Mm. for two I met Kurt Rambis at a pizza spot in White Plains just Mm. So there's been a lot of like weird like signs and like things that have happened along the journey. Like I've seen Steve uh, Stephon Marbury in real life when he was uh, sharing his shoes at Stephen Barry's in the Manhattan Mall, nice Herald Square. I don't know. I just feel like, like it's just been a lot. Like John Starks got his autograph with my dad in the what? city. Nice. I don't know where it is, but uh, I remember skipping the line and, and getting the autograph. But it's it's yeah. just it's been a lot of like connections that I really admire. And I think each time you're like watching the games, the headlines, like seeing your favorite players, Jamal Crawford, probably my favorite yeah. basketball player. Yeah. It keeps you invested. Like no other team feels like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean I really do love the the Knicks. I think they'll always be embedded. I want to see them win. Like I want to be alive to see them win. And I love passionate Knicks fans who get it, who are still down with it. You yeah. know. Um, but I'm also realistic, and I know that building a good team takes time. And I think David Fistel said something on the behalf of like the 76ers is that 76ers, all these bad teams, Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of go through hell to get to where you need to be. Like, you know, right. I mean, call it the process, call it tanking. It's just what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. What makes you an Knicks fan? Like, I mean, you're in Brooklyn, so. Yeah. I, yeah. For me, it just goes back to like my mom being a Knicks fan. I remember like she still just is? being, she's not as into basketball as she, as she used to be. Just watching the game with her and just, just cheering on with her. And I didn't know what was going on. As I got older, I just was like, I'm rooting with this. I'm rooting for this team with my mom, and 
you know, it was just kind of like we'd watch games together. And then I, my dad took me to a game, my first game. I'll never forget, like, I was 16, and he took he took me to see them play the Hornets. They was at the old MSG before it got, like, remodeled or whatever. I'll never, I'll never ever forget the energy in that stadium, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in that arena, uh, when the team was just up the whole, the whole game we were up. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter comes, we just fell apart. And people started booing and, 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 and leaving and, you know, just felt the energy drop. And for me, just to kind of see a team, like, give it its all and then, like, at the end kind of collapse like that. So for me, it's just, like, it's more so, like, just history and just, like, you know, just being, like, invested for so long. And I, I've been a fan, like I said, since I was six mm-hmm. or seven. So um, it's more so, like, legacy, I guess. But... You know, is there's nothing more, you know, there's nothing nothing that will bring you more pride than seeing your team from your hometown succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I can't, that's why I can't really rock with Brooklyn. Like, I'll go to a Brooklyn Nets game and I'll cheer for them, but, like, it's not the same excitement that I'd get from being at a Knicks game in the garden and, and just seeing the orange and blue and, you know, the logo and, you know, feeling the history mm-hmm. that comes along with the team, so... I don't get that feeling with the Nets. I just hope that they put themselves in better positions to not only make fans happy, but secure their longevity, Mm -hmm. to secure a plan. I think Fitzdale was a great start. I don't know if many people don't know this, but they have one of the only black front offices in the NBA. Yeah. Which is really dope between Scott Perry, uh, Steve Mills, mm-hmm. and David Fitzdale. I like that combo. Yeah. I just really think Mike Woodson should probably go on Fitzdale's bench. Really? Just to, like, help out. Yeah. We need someone okay. who's, like, I've been in that seat. I've had some good times. He's the only one that's taken us to that playoffs, I believe. Yeah. 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 So... I want to have that person that can give that input and guide the main guy. Fitzgerald's a great people's person, a player's coach. But I think he's still learning, and it shows. Rotations, yeah. all that. Yeah. I think I want to see someone that can give him a little bit. Jason Kidd was a game changer. We even have Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. But they were great. <laughs> and was, Marcus Camp. It was such a... We won 52 games that year. Yeah. I think we were, like, top three. Like, that just seems like something you've seen 2K at this point. Exactly. Like, it's just, those were good days of being a fan. Those are the days where, like, my friends would be like, you know what, Dondra, you deserve this because, (laughs) like, you were getting clowned out at the lunch table. Yeah. And now people want to jump on the boat. Yeah. So it's real, you know? It's, it's, It's real. I'm looking to, like, seeing some of our players, like, really develop. So... Alonzo Trayer, more consistency. Damian Dotson, really, like, taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be doing the headband, no headband. Like, choose one, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the headband. You like the headband? I like the headband. I want to see more headbands. And then they take it off mid-game. Um, yeah. I want to see, like, Luke Cornett be that, that three-point shooter. We don't really have that this year, which has been, like, a key in our last few seasons, like mm-hmm. Steve Novak during that. He was, uh, he was, just, he, 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 he was, he was crazy. Championship belt. Yeah, man. He, he's Toy Story <laughs> out here. So, you know, developing a few of these players, because as much as we talk about these, these star players, no team is successful without these, these other great role players. We have a good bench, 
but we need like amazing pieces to surround them and and I think we have them on the team. I mean, this year was a guard. It was it was guard crazy. Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, yeah. Alonzo Trier, Danny Dodson, Frank Nilakina, mm-hmm. and a lot of them kind of like Moutier. Can we talk about Moutier? We still have him. Can we talk about <laughs> Moutier? Like, what are your thoughts? Like, I first saw him, I was like, please get rid of him <laughs> for like the first 20 games. He hasn't changed. And then he became like our main guy. Crazy. I hated him when he was in Denver. I was like, this guy's this game. His game is trash. Really, I did not like him. He didn't have the mobility, but this season he's been doing the the one side. I always think it's the gear. He's been doing like the one side situation. <laughs> it's a little crazy, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I like him a lot. I just think I I I I'm sound crazy. I really like him a little bit more than DSJ. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, his story. I just remember Fitzdale. I don't know if you've seen the press conference at MSG when they first got Fitzdale. He goes, I'm going to get you right, Moody. I'm going to get you right. Mm. To me, that's probably like one of the most, I don't know, like the classiest things I've ever seen mm. to only really believe in him a lot. And his season has reflected that. He's mm. had big moments. He's consistent. He's been better on defense. He's a guard I would be interested in keeping, but it's so wild because they have so many other guards. Yeah. So who knows who's the future at this point? This year has been a good. We're building the roots. We're building the family. We're putting. We're building the frames of the house, and over the summer we pack them up and try to get more people. You know, more leaders. Yeah, and I think we make noise. We we could make some sirens next year. <laughs> but I think the real year is like 2021 where, you know, we have a better idea. I just think the KP move kind of puts us back yeah. a little bit. You know, yeah. KP's, you don't get players like KP in a job like that. The unicorn. You don't call him a unicorn for, for nothing. Mm-hmm. So so real quick, top five Knicks of all time. Um, so I'm going to say my, I always think of top five, this is a disclaimer, as... <laughs> Not what people want me to say. I'm gonna say what I feel is my top five. Please do, you know. Yeah. And this is in no particular order. Um, my top five Knicks of all time, based on the generation that I've grown up to and I've watched and studied their game. All respect to the greats, the Walt Clydes, Bernard James. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Allen Houston, one of the best pure shooters that I've had a chance to like to see. Yeah. Um, I was happy for his fake comeback. Yeah. Um, I would also put in, I'm going to put in Melo. Okay. I think Carmelo came to the Knicks and wanted to brace being a Knick for as long as he could, mm-hmm. despite all the craziness that was surrounding him. So he deserves to be up there. Like, he's, he's the truth. And yeah. he really, at a lot of times, put the team on his back. Um, whether people want to say selfish or not, he's an OG for that. Number three, I would put Jamal Crawford, which would Jay really yes, be sir. my number one yeah. because he is, I think, one of the best like shooting guards in the yeah. league. Uh, his, he's always trying to watch. He reminded me of what New York... If you go to the courts, kids are playing like Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. They're doing crossovers. Yep. They're doing crafty moves. 
And he's so good with the media. He's so humble. Yeah. I love I love Crawford. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Walt Clyde, man. I met Walt Clyde. I didn't even say that, man. met him? I met Walt Clyde at, okay. his, at his restaurant. Nice. It was at like 10th Avenue. Yeah. And he was just super chill. I remember, I think that was around the time Carmelo had just came. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, what do you think about like Carmelo? Because he's super chill. He's walking around, people talking to him, signing autographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you think about Carmelo? He's like, yeah, I mean, I think if he could gel, like, it's like I'm getting. <laughs> he rhymed, gel and swell. <laughs> no, no. But it, it, it's like listening to what I've been listening to for so long yeah. on MSG in real life. I was bugging out. Like, yeah. it's so sick. At the J. Cole concert, mm-hmm. I went to my, the person sitting next to me was Langston Galloway and what? his girlfriend. Like, these occurrences, I just feel like don't, you tied, they don't you just really happen. tied to the dicks, yeah, bro. It's like. <laughs> I don't know, maybe my luck will diminish <laughs> talking about it. Um, so I said, what, three? I said, that was your fourth. The fourth? Yeah. My last one, if I had to really, really choose. What about Nate Robinson, man? I was thinking Nate Robinson <laughs> and David Lee. Yeah. Nate Robinson was just one of those players, but he was with us during with the 0506. Uh, I think. I think he, was with, he, he was there with, with Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. Like, yeah, the Seattle I, connection. Yeah, I like Nate. I like Nate. Yeah, I don't know if I love. I don't know if I love Nate, but if I could put Nate and David Lee, I put them in my top five. What's your top five? Man, I, Nate is definitely there. Okay, because he had so many electrifying games. Uh, Jay crossover for sure. Cross um, you know, he was just always a guy that would just create these crazy plays out of nowhere when the Knicks were just trailing he just energized the team and he won six man of the year award I think yes so the, I think it was the Clippers Maybe. didn't he win it with the Knicks one time or am, am I bugging I don't I don't think he did yeah, he didn't win it. I was actually sad when they traded him he was like the, my that was the last hope trade him. yeah <laughs> that was they traded him to the Warriors I think for Al Harrington and oh, yeah, a bad. few other players or something yeah. like that yeah I would have to say Melo as well. Um, What's going on? Is he going to play again? Carmelo? I, I don't know. He just got uh, he just got Lala back. So, you know, he's, he's chilling. Court. I, say, <laughs> I say he should hang it up before. Wow. Listen. And I'm, and I'm surprised we're just getting to this Melo. Right. I, 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 think, I, I think he has a lot of game to play. I think he yeah. is. He's just been, unfortunately, in a lot of, like, Weird situations when they traded in the OKC before training camp started the Knicks last year. I was like, "This is not a fit." Everyone's like, "Yes, it's crazy, it's crazy." But what did we even get back for him? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. It was really nothing. It would, we gave him away. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It just because it reminded me of. I think that one year, did D Wade go to the Bulls? D Wade did go to Bulls. Yeah, I think it was him, Jimmy Butler, and some other player. They're like, we're going to make noise. And my, I remember my friend saying, this, it's not enough. Yeah. And that felt like, when you look at the team, you have three players, OKC that year, Russell Westbrook, Melo, Paul George, that need the ball, who have all been the main guys on their team. None of them are known for being super unselfish. Yeah. It just didn't seem like it would work out. Houston Rockets at the time, it seemed cool. But now you have James Harden. He's... Ten steps back behind the three-point line, hit a three. So, I don't know, man. Why couldn't he play with Harden? That's a good question. Yeah. I thought that was going to work. What, him and James Harden? Yeah. Melo, Harden, and CP. Like, right. I thought that was going to be a good... Right. That was a big three right there. 
but I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like something with Mike D and Tony happened, and they're not saying because management is weird. They're like, it wasn't him, it was us. Nah, I just, yo. Yeah, it just, it's like, you want to be politically correct about this breakup. But That's the nice guy. Uh, yeah. It's, like, it's weird. It's, it's super weird. But I love, I love Mellow Man. And I think, I think Mellow, whatever he does after basketball, will have a successful career in doing it. He's real. He's authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say Larry Johnson. Okay. Like yeah, Johnson. I remember like just so many game, game-winning shots he would make and, like, yeah. that the infamous, like, four-point play. Right. You know, he would do his little, you know, LJ Except sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He hit the biggest threes. Yeah. And he's definitely a, a Hall of Famer Nick. It made me think real quick. I'm actually taking out Nate Robinson, David Lee, to put my man in Patrick Ewan. Oh, how did we forget I'm, it? Yeah, I'm, I was going to... Yeah, I'm wilding yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. so sorry <laughs> for making that. yeah. That that's crazy. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. winner. He's. I, I got to go with Pat too, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about uh, people embodying like the spirit of a Nick. He's a Nick forever. Nick forever. He's Jamaican. Yeah. A. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's dope. I, I really, yeah. I really bangs with Patrick Ewan, and he put his time in to be a coach. Like my man, assistant coach for like so many teams. Um, and now he's what in Georgetown, right? So that's yeah. that's really exciting for him. Yeah. Yeah. My man. You came through to Brooklyn. Thank you. To talk about the Knicks. I appreciate you. I had to. My man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Can you, you hit a dab, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my guy Dondre Green for coming up to Brooklyn and talking with me about our beloved Knicks, about everything. From the disasters, the best of times, the worst of times, all that good stuff. This has been another episode of Four Quarters Podcast. You can catch us on Cesspool Network. You can subscribe to Four Quarters Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you're getting your podcasts from these days.